Good Thursday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. Thursday night throwdown. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG, sitting in with the, 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 the artist formerly known as the Colts play caller. We'll go back to that on, on Sunday. That's right, that's right. Midnight Rider. And I got uh, something for us on Sunday, too. I'm going to do my good, own boots breakdown. Good, 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 good. I like that. Uh, first and foremost, as always, how you feeling tonight? I'm good, man. I'm ready to go. Oh, that's good, man. I'm good to hear that. Uh, we're going to jump right into this thing because we haven't really talked Uh-oh. NBA. So we're going to start the show off with some NBA. The Wizards yep. blow two leads and lose to the Thunder uh, 121 to 120. Now, previously, the Wizards won not one, not two, not three, not four. But five games in a row before this loss, this 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 collapse. And the Wizards always seem to start off hot under Wes Unsell Jr., which I really, really enjoy because he was my pick for coach. So I want to see him do very, very well. Uh the Wizards were outscored in the third quarter, 35 to 20. And but they came close to winning this game, but close and almost only counts in horseshoes. Uh they got 30, I'm sorry, 18 and 10 from Kuzma in 39 minutes. Uh, Denny Avia gave him 12 and 7. Porzingis, 27 and 9. Bill, 25 and 6 and 6. Uh, Monte Morris, 11 and 3. And Ru Hachimura, 14 and 1 rebound. Here's the thing. Looking over this roster, they have. Hold on. Did you say what Kisper had? Uh, Corey Kisper had two points and okay. two assists. And Daniel Gafford, two points and uh, one rebound. Looking over this yeah. roster, mm-hmm. this is a talented roster. And you're getting the, pro- the production from Kuzma, Porzingis, Bill. You're getting what you need from them. They're giving you, you know, Porzingis and Bill gave you 27 and 25. I like that. You know, Kuzma, he, he lights it up from time to time. I like that. But he he's consistent. Advia is going to come into his own in his own, and I think he's going to really hit his stride about end of, end of December, first of the year, before the All Star break, and you can be like, "Oh, this kid's balling." I need a little bit more from Hachimura because he's been in, in in his league a little bit longer, even though he was out. But I need a little bit more. Looking at this loss and how they blew this lead, I need you to don your coach's hat. Tell me how this could have been prevented. Wow, I was going to actually tell you where the problem arise, but um, because what I think happened, I think West stayed with his second unit a little too long. Go back to that third quarter for me and give me the, that that score, because the third quarter is when they made their move. Uh, the third quarter they were outscored thirty-five to twenty. There it is, right there. So in the third quarter, I think he came out with the first unit. Well, I'm sorry, I mean rewind. In the end of the in the second quarter. Um, they had a big lead. They were up like 35 to 15, 35 to 20. And then the second unit comes in to start the second quarter. They get a run on them then. And then we go into, I think they go into the half. Uh, what's the halftime score on that? Now you're asking me to do math. I, I don't get paid. No, 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 no. Just, just. <laughs> you ain't got to do too much math. I thought they were having it at the bottom. 54, Normally, it was 57, 54. Yeah. 
So so that 57-54 came about because the second unit didn't produce in the second quarter. And then the problem is that the Oklahoma Thunder have the next star, Shea Gillis Alexander or Shea Alexander Gilgis, however you say his name. I think it's S-A-G, so Shea Alexander Gilgis. Yes, whatever. So that kid right there is the star. I mean, he, he gave the Wizards the business the whole night. He dropped 42, and I don't think he – if he did, he may have shot like two or three threes, mm. and that was about it. But – and he hit the game winner late, and I really thought that the Wiz had won it, and then they came back. He came back, hits a step back on Norris uh, on a nice draw up where they made the Wizards switch because I think they had a taller guy on him, and the switch put Morris on him, and then he just stepped back, took the three, game. And then the Wizards drew up a terrible play um, coming out of the timeout. That I didn't like. So that's that's really how we got there. Uh, I think the Wiz needs – he's got to find something in his rotation, and I don't know what it is yet because ha- I haven't seen them enough. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's Hachimori, but it's somebody that, that, that isn't quite there. And you just said Denny uh, is going to turn that corner in December. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, that's the person they need to make this, this leap. Because somebody else has to step up. I thought it was Kisper because he had a good night two nights ago um, coming out of the gates. But, again, I just think there's they're missing one piece. And it's just somebody to just keep them going while Bill and Porzingis and company are off the court. And if they can get that person, that's where it comes in. And maybe you toy around with it a little bit and you give Kuz the early break. Um, like I used to call it the Phil Jackson. So what you do is um, – Late in the in the first quarter, you give him the break like around the one two minute one minute mark, and let him sit from that because then you have the two minutes left in the quarter that he's sitting, and then you get the time between the first quarter ending and the second quarter starting, and maybe you put Kuzma in start the quarter with with the second unit. That way they have a primary score, and that way he doesn't have to fight Porzingis and company for points. So that's what I would look at doing. Um, if you said if there's a fix. Because then that would give them somebody to push the ball through. Because uh, he said he, he claims he wants the offense run through him. So that's a way to get the offense ran through him. And then all you do is you give him an early break again, like around like the six, the five, I'm sorry, the seven minute mark, and let him sit for three minutes and then let him close out the second quarter. That's kind of how I would do it. And you said something that. Yes, I said Phil Jackson. Yeah, and, and that's what I was getting ready to say. Phil Jackson never had a time where Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen were both off the floor at the same time. They kind of split their, their time off the floor, but he always gave them that rest so they could go in the fourth quarter, especially if it was a close game. But, hey, man. Another thing Phil would do that I love is he would take a guy out um, a couple seconds or a couple minutes before he knew he was going to call a timeout. Again, you get that break. You get the natural time for the clock game clock time, and then you get the natural time of the timeout, and that just gives the guy that extra break. And and that's all the things like, like Phil Jackson and John Thompson are two of the guys that I always say they find hidden gems in a basketball game. So John Thompson used to mm-hmm. find timeouts. I used to tell everybody all the time, John will find a timeout or find a way to get a timeout when it's and it's not officially a timeout. He'll get the guys around him, or like he used to always do is you get the the point guard coming to you. Um, while free throws are being shot, but that's just little things 
And I, I, I like to see West incorporate some of those little things, those little coaching nuances into his, his game. Now, looking at this game overall, looking at the stats, the Wizards shot 51.2% from the field, 44 of 86, 17 of 34, 50% from behind the three-point line, 15 of 17 on free throws, 18, I mean, I'm sorry, 88.2. They out-rebounded the Thunder. They out-assist the Thunder. They out-stole the Thunder, but they had more turnovers. And they got muscled in the paint 50 to 42. Well, it wasn't muscle. It was all flashing for Ness. It was all SGA. And he like SGA you said, was going to the basket at, at will. Um, and basically he whoever came out to guard him, he said, How would you like it? And then just took him to the rack. <laughs> How do you want it? Yeah. <laughs> 42, 42.7 assists, six rebounds for Shay Gilgis Alexander in 35 minutes of that. And, and the only no. person that was closest to him was, I think his name is Lugentz Dort with Lugentz. 16 points. Yep. That was it. And they only had a total of four players in double figures, and they won this game. Well, total the Wiz, four players in double figures. Wow. The Wiz had a weird stat where I think the starter in five hit all hit at least two three-pointers in that ball game. Um. Like they did everything right, but the lows. The lows killed them, and the turnovers killed them. And I mean, that's just one of those things where, I mean, at the end of the day, they got beat by a great shot. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, next up for the Wiz Kids is, and I love calling them the Wiz Kids. I do. Um, next up is the Heat tomorrow at seven in DC down to Capital One Arena. That's a big um, night. Yeah. Friday night basketball. I think I might even settle in and watch that a little bit. Uh, you know what else happens that night? The big what three come back. They bring back the big three tomorrow night for a special ceremony. Uh, the Hibachi, Butler, Jameson all back for tomorrow night's game. I think they're getting honored at halftime. I think they're honoring that team. That's why they're wearing those throwback jerseys. Wow. <clears throat> Before we move on, here's a question. What is there to honor? What did they win? Well, I just think they – I mean, they, they gave the city some life in terms oh. of basketball. They gave them back basketball. Yeah, the they should have been. The problem with that, that that unit was as they aged, they didn't age gracefully. So you'll remember more of the JaVale McGee, Tom, the, the Andre Blatch, the um, guns in the locker room, the poop in the shoe. Those are the things that – you know, kind of tarnish that 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 error for that team. But I will say this: I didn't mind guns in the locker room at all because I understood why he did it. He did it to get him out the house away from the kids. I understand that he should have just said something. Andre Blatch, I had a problem with. I always had a problem with Andre Blatch because I always said you had the opportunity to be adult, and instead, after the games, everybody say you up in the club instead of sitting down on the practice floor shooting and working on your game. But didn't he come here like 19 or 20? Yeah, he came up straight out of high school. Remember, he got shot across the chest. So he missed his rookie year. And then after that. I mean, D.C. is known for swallowing up your immaturity, swallowing up basketball players, especially. It, it, it can't And at be. that time, that was D.C. Live. That was, you know, that was, mm-hmm. was hot. And that, so they said that's where he was at. And he was drinking, you know, uh, I think he was drinking. He was a Belvedere drinker, I think. 
I think it was some kind of vodka he was drinking. But, you know, he was skinny, but he had a pudge. And I'm like, dog, you're an NBA player. And he always just beats, oh, my God, where's BJ when I need him? BJ, he's like, why he always trying to do that dumbass crossover on a baseline? Put your fucking back to the basket and go score. <laughs> he was too, he was a finesse guy. He tried to be pretty. And the thing is, he said when Eddie Jordan got fired, now I got the shackles off me. He come out, he hit that 30-point game, and then you never do anything else after that. Yep. The shackles were never on you, kid. But, you know, when b- basketball players have a coach that coaches them tough, sometimes the kid or the player – doesn't see what the coach is trying to get out of him or what the coach is trying to pull out of him. I mean, sometimes you got a coach that sees – I mean, you I see you see the vision better than the kid sees the vision. And all you need them to do is just, like, just just listen to me and trust me. I, I, we're going to get you there. Trust me. And that's, that's the hardest part about this. And speaking of trust, that brings – that's a good segue to our next segment, which is the Golden State Warriors. Nobody's talking about them being 0-8 on the road. And when we talk about trust, I say trust the process. And maybe it's a process, but the the, the Lakers have been getting shitted on this whole entire season because the Lakers are, what, 3-10? and 10? Yeah. Uh, but nobody's talking about the Warriors who are also losing. Um, the Warriors are number – hold on, let me click back over on that. I love having the tablet beside me now. Um, the Warriors are number 12 in the, in the West at 6-9. and nine. Mm-hmm. They're, Owen, they're 6-1 and one at home, 0-8 on the road. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. But all everybody can think about and talk about are the Lakers. The Lakers and the Nets are the only ones dominating headlines. That's all that everybody can see. That's all anybody can say. But you're not talking about – the Warriors, who are championship defending team, these are your defending champions. They didn't disturb the core of their team. You still got their big three, Draymond, Steph, Clay. You still got Jordan Poole. You still got all your pieces. Now, they just sent Wiseman down to NB, um, not NBDO. God, I'm showing my age. They just sent him down to uh, the G League. So he's down to the G League, and but you still haven't, you haven't disturbed your team. Where's the disconnect? And I'm not going to say, oh, Steve Kerr's lost the locker room because that's what everybody says when you go through things like this. So-and-so has lost the locker room. They're not listening to them anymore. It's not that. I don't think they lost. The, he lost the locker room. I think it's an issue of your team captain punched the guy in the face. I mean, that's got to be part of the issue. So for me, that's, that's issue one. And... Nobody really left the team. There was no suspension. Um, there was nothing. It was it was the, the problem is it got out publicly, and that's always gonna be an issue. Um, I think part two of the issue is the young guys. You've got nothing from Wiseman, you get nothing from Kaminga. Um, it's starting to look like they should have made a, maybe moved one of them when people didn't really understand that maybe they're not that good. Mm-hmm. And now they're in, a, they're in an issue where you may not be able to move either one of these kids to get anything substantial back. Part three of the question you're actually asking, why is nobody talking about the Warriors? Winless on the road or, wa- or the Warriors struggles? I got to say, when the media likes you, they'll make excuses for you and they'll take up for you. Or if you need time, they won't talk about you. It's no fun talking about how bad 
the Warriors are playing how Steph had 50 last night and they still lost. There's no fun in that. There's no joy in that. There's no joy in talking about Clay Thompson actually like a shell of this for himself. Like Father Tom just snatched his soul. The problem with the Lakers is Lakers always top franchise. We're, we're always the gold standard or try to be the gold standard. And the problem is we got LeBron and we stink. And this roster has been put together poorly. The problem with the Nets is you got Kyrie Irving. And with Kyrie Irving comes all the the, the extras. And now I just saw the report that the, the, the team in the locker room is discussing with Ben Simmons because he's missing games. And Ben Simmons looked like a man that doesn't – like I've had this stretch before as an athlete. But when you're playing so bad, you just don't want the basketball or the football or the baseball to find you. But yet, it always does because that's how sports is. And this looks like a man that's scared to shoot a basketball, scared to take a shot because he's either scared he's going to get fouled or he's scared that the shot he's going to take is going to be an air ball. This man has zero confidence. And so partly, I think, part of the reason he's missing games is just so he doesn't have to fight or shy away from playing basketball. It's crazy you say that because the Lakers, the Lakers and the Celtics, that should right. top everybody else after that. Ooh. And no matter how you slice, the Lakers could be the worst team in the league. It's still Lakers and Celtics, everybody, everybody else. else. Right. Those are your top two franchises of all time. So I get that. And you say Wiseman. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Wiseman came out of – Memphis, he played with uh, he played under Penny Hardaway, correct? That sounds right. I'd have to do some research real quick to double because yeah. I remember they, they made a big deal about him and his eligibility, and he wound up not playing the whole season, so and he wound up going in the draft. The kids got skills, uh, they did two kids like that from Memphis, him and that Amani Bates kid both kind of got a raw deal with their eligibility and stuff. So that's that's part of that problem too. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. Um, and Imani Bates is just starting to get his career back after. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say the charges were dropped that he had, so he's starting to get his career back. Now you look at the 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 the, the Warriors, and you say they're not getting production. I said James Wiseman and these other guys, and they draft pretty well. Here's my thing. How much production do you really you really think you're going to get? Now, let's look at the Warriors on the road. Uh, their first game on the road was the Suns. They lost 134 to 105. Then they lost to the Hornets, 120 to 113. Pistons, 128, 114. Heat, 116, 109. Magic, 131-29. Pelicans, 114-105. Um, the Kings beat them on, 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 on national TV. What, no, that was uh, that wasn't the Kings that beat them on that. That wasn't that was a Sunday game. Really? That was national TV. No, I don't know if it was national TV. No, that, that was Sun. That was a Sunday game. One twenty two, one fifteen. The Suns beat them again in Phoenix. One thirty, one nineteen. They got the Knicks tomorrow at home, and the Knicks are probably mid. You know, and the Knicks are really mid because they're in the middle of the pack and everything. They're mid. Here's the thing. When does it get to the point that? You worried about the guys that 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 9, 10, 11 guy. You worried about him doing more as opposed to getting more from Draymond, more from Clay, more from Steph. And I don't know how much more you can get from Steph. 
than what you already get. No, you gotta get more from Draymond. You need more from from the Jordan Pools, those guys. You need the ancillary guys to give you more. And the problem sometimes, like I'm big on team chemistry. We talked about this um a couple of days ago when we talked about the Haneke situation. I know we're gonna get to that, but chemistry is a fragile thing, and it's tough in a locker room. And when you're trying to get a team to be a team that they can go through something and they get through it and they fight through it and they stay a tight knit unit. And I think right now they've kind of lost their way in that, in that regard. And I think they need to get, um, they need to get something. And and it's probably gotta be a game where they come out and like everybody's clicking or they need that moment. And it might be a situation where they need to get a couple of technicals and somebody gets thrown out of the game and we get that, that moment, but it's gotta be something that happens that brings this group together because they need it. Because I, I still think they're splintered from their captain punching the dude in the face. Agreed. And what's happening to you? Greetings from the DMV, nation's oh, capital, wow. Washington, D.C., all the way from Brazil. Happy that you joined us. Good to, good to hear from you. Hope this ain't the last time we hear from you either. Um, Here's the thing. Now, you, you, you know just as well as I do, and this is one of them times where I say, damn, I need Junie right here because when it talk, comes to 90s basketball, that's our thing. How many fights have happened that you know about that happened right. in our era between teammates and it actually brought the team together? Right. Michael Jordan and Steve Kerr. Um, Jeez. I want to say Bill Lambie and Rick Mahorn had a fight when Rick Mahorn first came over to the Pistons. They wound up becoming best friends. Yeah. Uh Jesus, man. But it's just it's it's one of those things that I think what hurt this was that it got out. And um that's one of the things that it, it became more public. So then you start ha- having to answer questions about it. So now the dude that got punched, he there's no way he can't be a little salty about it. You know what I'm saying? He can't feel some kind of way. So that's the difference for me. And then I think everything else falls into place. Then you start getting Lack of production from your eight, nine, ten guys. Your 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 Batman or I'm sorry, your Robin. Right now he playing more like a Wonder Twin. So like you gotta you gotta pick some things up, man. You know what I'm saying? He and he not even the good Wonder Twin. He the one that forms a bucket of water. So that's the problem right now. Oh my god. Okay, I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) But that's a staple. So you'll hear that again. Here's my thing. You come through. All of this, you're world champions. You can't win on the road. Now, everybody has a chance to turn it around. The Lakers got a chance to turn around the Nets, the Warriors. But my whole thing, and the reason I chose the topic, but why is nobody, it seems like it's a blur, and then everybody just smooths over and goes to the next topic. Well, LeBron James, he lied about this, and LeBron James put his right shoe on first instead of his left, and he's weird, and uh, uh, Bronny James is doing this. Why is Jason Momoa? And, and, and I'm like, dog, I don't care about none of that. I don't care. If you're going to tell a story of the NBA today, tell a whole story. But there's no need because ESPN, ESPN has the Mount Rushmore of teams. Their Mount Rushmore is the Cowboys, the Yankees, the Lakers, Duke. And and if there's a fifth head on that, it might be Alabama football. Those are the things that, that hold this whole thing together. And everything after that is ancillary. So if you got one of those five stars, one of those top five teams, 
having problems, you're going to talk about it. And this roster has been the Lakers roster has been put together poorly. They went and got every every Marlon Jackson, every Tito Jackson they could find to fill this roster out with, and that's the problem. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, Tito, <laughs> and ain't too many Jermaines on this one. But um, and there's a Jermaine out there too. Yeah, yeah, they got they got the last part of the Jackson. They ain't getting no Michael. Oh, they got the Jackson. They didn't get the Jackson Five. They got the Jacksons. Yeah, Can you feel it. I'm it's sorry. the victory tour without Mike. Yeah, mm, I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. I'm, I'm, look, back on track. Back on track. <laughs> Nobody's talking about the, the Warriors. No. <laughs> well, that has to be changed. Um, but only time will tell. We can talk about it all we want until we blow in the face. I need everybody to talk about it because the Warriors are struggling too. Okay. But like I said, their next road game is Sunday. They got, they go down to Houston. Maybe they'll get their first win because Houston's the worst team than they are. And the, the Warriors are not a bad team. They're not, they're not a bad team. They're, they're, they're still strong. They're still tops. And I think they're probably still favorites, but they're not a bad team. Maybe they can get a win in Houston and maybe that'll right the ship. But you know, maybe. I think the thing that we're starting to get is, we keep saying like teams like Houston are a bottom team, but Houston's got talent. Um, if they can just put it together, Orlando has some talent. The problem with Orlando is just I think they just put it together poorly. Like you just put too many different pieces and didn't have a plan with it. But the bottom of the NBA to me is stronger now than I think it's ever been from a talent standpoint. I can agree with that. So we're going to move on to our next topic which is the Bills and the Browns have been moved. The game has been moved out of Buffalo because Buffalo is about to have a thunderstorm, not a thunderstorm, a thunder snow, and it's going to drop six feet of snow in the area. So they took the game and moved it to Detroit. Buffalo will have two consecutive games in Detroit. And here's the thing. Why in the world are you – snow has never been – to the point where you have to move a game. Buffalo is known for their snow games and the amount of joy fans get being at that game, watching that game. That's a must-watch game for me. But they'll also play Detroit, I believe, on Thanksgiving Day. Um, Let me double-check that to make sure. That's that's actually good planning by the NFL. If that's the case, then they get to stay in Detroit the whole week and they don't have to worry about moving – or anything like that. Well, getting like, stuck. Right. See, I think the, the thing that we forget about is um, like six feet of snow is a lot of snow. And if that happens on a Saturday, dog, six feet, that's a, that's, that's, that snow is coming over my head. So I, I well, it's about my neck. So I'm, I'm well, good with that. So, so, so to me, I think it may be more because I think that snow is coming in Saturday. Okay. It may not come in. It may not be there in the morning. I think it's a late arriving snow. Again, I'm no meteorologist. I haven't stayed in the Holiday Inn lately, so <laughs> I'm not exactly sure if that's accurate, but I think that's what it is. And with that being the case, I don't think they have enough time to to maneuver the snow out of the way and create it so, A, fans can get in and out of the stadium safely, and, B, the teams can get in and out um, in a timely manner. So I think the NFL actually did something right this time and had the foresight to move it beforehand and actually have these places in place. 
I know you're shaking your head because you you want to you want to play in the snow and and you want to beat your chest like a caveman. I get it, you know what I'm saying. But it's not. It's 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 a time. Sometimes we gotta we gotta save ourselves from ourselves and, and like do the right thing and take care of the people that a love this sport and b they want to come see this game and, and and just put them in a place where they can be safe. And I, I get what you're saying. I, 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 safety is always the number one concern. I'm being selfish because when they said Buffalo, Buffalo was going to get snow. I mean, I've seen Pittsburgh playing the snow. I've seen, but I mean, I grew up watching Buffalo playing the snow. Um, you saw the Raiders and um and 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 Patriots in the snow in the playoffs, which is one of the most heartbreaking games that I ever. I knew the Raiders were going to win that game if it was not for the Tuck Rule. Why you yeah. supposed to be sleep? That must be meatloaf. Yes, you supposed to be sleep. Ooh. Hello. But this is that's a staple of where you going? Mm. That's a staple of NFL football. And you can't take that away. I get six feet. Yes. Yes. But I, I gotta have that. I gotta have that at least once a year. Stop it. But you'll get that. I, th- I mean, I, you gotta think about it. This is a thunder snowstorm. So, like, thunder snowstorms are, uh, are aren't the norm. This isn't your normal, you know, two feet of snow coming in in the town. This is six feet of snow, um, and it's probably landing in, in the area on a Friday night. So it's just one of those things where you gotta. You just gotta be safe in this in this situation. Agreed, agreed. I agree with you hundred percent. And you have to be safe. And then Buffalo does play in Detroit again on Thursday. Yes. Yeah, so, so now they don't have to worry about trying to get out of Buffalo um, to get to uh, to Detroit. Yeah. Now what happened? Even though Detroit's a stadium, and I'm sorry, it's an, a dome stadium, Ford Field. What happens if it snows in Detroit? And I mean, well, I'm talking about a hell of uh, snow in Detroit. Well, I think I think the NFL, um, they have the foresight to know that they're not going to put this game in a place where it's in harm's way. Mm-hmm. So I think if they they probably had meteorologists or whoever their weather people scout ahead of time and find the right option, and then just put the game in a place where it's out of harm's way. It's I just like they you. did. Um, what was that? A couple of years ago, you had Arizona um, host a game. Because there were the the um there were wildfires, the wildfires yes. in California, so like the team had to go there. I think it was San Francisco had to play there, or, or the Rams, one of the two, and they had to play there for a game, and then they followed up and played there the following week. And again, that's also so they can move all their stuff, because you know those buses and those um they wheel a lot of that stuff out, drive a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. across the country. So you gotta get them out before it gets going. So. Again, just another way to ensure you have everything at, at your disposal. I, I, I agree with that. I, I, you know, I'll take my, my. But my I know I, I get where you're coming from, man. I take my country boy hat off, and you know. But you know, because I think they didn't Lashawn McCoy when he was playing for Buffalo have some crazy game mm-hmm. in the snow. Yeah. And I, I want to say I can't. I think see this is where I need BJ. I think it was against the Patriots as well. But I'm not 100 percent sure. It may not have been, but he had a crazy game. I think he ran for yeah. over 100 yards. And speaking of BJ, he brought up a good point. 
uh, earlier today. He's like, it's good they moved the game because Buffalo has no running attack to run in the snow. Exactly. Like they, they don't have the, the, the they don't have the Thurman Thomas and Kenneth Davis in the backfield. They don't have that. So, and I, I can agree with that. I, I think so, this may work out. This this is probably one of the only shows that Kenneth Davis gets so much love on. Because he was a dog. He had that <laughs> dog in him. I love Kenneth Davis. Like, I, I be honest with you, off subject. All right, but, off subject, subject. but I actually, I was small enough at the time I could be a running back. And I was like, you know, Thurman Thomas has a great running style. And I never used to like Eric Dickinson running style because he ran too upright for him. He ran like a gazelle. He ran too upright. But Kenneth Davis, Kenneth Davis and Emmitt Smith used to be my template. I couldn't be Barry Sanders because I didn't have to shift the ankles. <laughs> but okay. that couldn't be Marshall Falk. But Kenneth Davis was always my guy because he would slip through holes. And, you know, he could break, he could break a long one 30 yards too. And when he came in for Thurman Thomas, the, the offense never missed a beat. So that's why I always I I'm always have love for him. Always. And him, uh Jamie Mueller, who was a fullback in 90, and then he was replaced by Carwell Gardner. Like I knew that team. I remember, like, I remember Carwell Gardner. Yeah. I think he was like he had that super neck roll or whatever. Mm-hmm. It uh, looked like he was about six foot eight. Yeah. So uh sticking with the NFL. Oh, um, so I just threw in a chat. So the game you were talking about, they played against the Colts. He had 156 and one touchdown. That was the McCoy Snow game. Wow. 156. Okay. Damn. Jesus. Okay. Here we go. Let's go. And speaking of football, we got Taylor Heineke has been named the starter versus the Texans, which I think is good. Here's my thing. Being honest. This is one of the best moves Ron could have did because you know what you did? You did it early in the week. You took the pressure off of him, not knowing whether he's going to start or not. Instead of, you know, some coach be like, well, it's going to be a game time decision. And then you kind of thrust him in there, but him taking the reps all this week, first team reps. I don't know if they're going to hold Wentz out. I don't know what they're going to do, but, uh, I like this. I like the way this team responds to uh, Heineke. I love the, the the passion that I've seen the last couple of weeks, the tempo. You know, we had a couple of miscues, but I love the tempo. And we getting Chase Young back for a few snaps on Sunday. So, yeah, this is this is this is good to go. This is this good work, you know. And as a fellow Washington fan, what's your thoughts on this Heineke being named the starter? Let me let me ask you a question because you you said something that kind of I kind of chuckled us out when you said it. Um, you said Ron made this decision early. Has Carson Wentz been activated off of the um, the injured reserve list? Nah, he hasn't. No. Then no. why did then why has, has he been cleared to practice? No. Then okay, why? Here's my so, thing. So then what's the decision? This is if the it, most non-decision decision <laughs> that Ron has made. If there's no decision, so, 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 then so why, so why was it even like, the discussion? Why was it even discussion? Because huh. it don't mean nothing. Like the media just jumped on him. Like, oh, we gotta figure out who the starter is. No, you don't. Because one of them can play and the other can't. So what are we figuring out? 
Well, we ain't debating new Coke and old Coke. We're talking about a guy that can't play and a guy that's eligible to play. So where's well, the decision? Well, I mean, you got to think, are you going to drink regular Pepsi or are you going to drink Pepsi Clear? Or are you going to drink Pepsi Blue? Okay. I this like Pepsi like, Clear. This is like picking between Halle Berry and Wanda right now. Wanda from a living color? Yeah. Because he, he ain't got no options. He mm. can't do anything. Mm. I mean, he, he's the he's the worst option you can have, and yeah. So you taking Holly Berry every time? Yeah. I'm not saying that Taylor Haneke is Holly Berry. I'm just saying for the sake of argument, you got one that can play and one that can't play. I'll give you that. Where's my decision? You go with who can play. You go with who's yeah. available. It's, you, right, you know what? Ask you this question: J.D. McKissick or Jared Patterson this week? I don't think J.D. McKissick can play. I don't think he can. Over Jared Patterson exactly. again, another easy. I ain't got to say the Holiday Inn, and I ain't got to do no, no no Pythagorean theorem or anything like that. Certain things just play themselves out, and that's what just happened. Okay, this that's is the it. perfect scenario for Ron Rivera because he doesn't have to say anything. All he has to say is, "Yeah, he can hide behind his injury." And this, I think, actually puts us at what five games on Haneke? Yeah. Yeah, he's and three he, and one, so that gives us game five. Mm-hmm. So now that's six games, so what you call it five games for Haneke. I wouldn't doubt if we push this one more week. And then now you try to take that whole 70% of playing snaps out of the equation. But it happens just by accident. Like, oops. Oops. I, my bad. <laughs> you know I'm not good with math. I'm a, I'm a football coach. I ain't good with math. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask a question before we move on to the next segment, and it's right. commanders related. Right. Heineke has a set of weapons, and he doesn't even have the full complement of his weapons. This game against the Texans is this Logan Thomas's coming out party for the season? Yo, I gotta give you props today on this one because you operate. We feed not the same trough as we was hogs. I'll tell you that right now. Because I was just about to, I was waiting for you to ask a question about who you think is the person. And I was going to say Logan Thomas. Because I think finally, like last week was the first time I saw him kind of move without a hitch in his giddy up. And, and once he gets moving smooth, so like he's one of those guys, if I had a fantasy team that needed a tight end, it wouldn't be this week. I'd maybe pick him up this week, sit him on a bench for like two weeks, and then he'd go in my lineup. Because I think he's one of those guys that's going to, um, just jump out because finally he's going to be healthy again and be back to his normal self. And he's perfect for Haneke because Haneke, when he goes high, you can't – I mean, you can, but it's hard to throw high over a guy that's 6'6 and built like Logan Thomas, especially if he's sitting down somewhere in the red zone. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the perfect example was that touchdown last year he had against the Raven. I mean, the Raiders on that first drive. Like, he tried to overthrow him, but he still got that hand up, caught it, brought it back to himself. That's what I see from him going forward. And I think that's going to help this team stop scoring 17 and we're going to get 24s, we're going to get some 27s. But the other key has got to be that Ron's got to be patient enough and let Haneke kind of keep this, whatever this is. It ain't nothing special, but it's 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 it's, it's, it's electric. You know boogie, boogie, boogie. I was about to say it. You know, it's, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things. So you can't. It's hard as to take something electric, and then this kid took it another step, and like sometimes there's somebody that's smart, and then somebody that knows 
Like he's he's probably a wrestling fan. And I'm gonna tell you why. Or he watches he watched Gladiator. Because in Gladiator, there's a great scene where the guy talks to um Maximus and he's like, in order to win Rome, first you gotta win the mob. So guess what happened this week? Taylor Honicky normally buys Jays in the colors of the team he just beat, right? Guess what else he did? He bought the whole offensive line up here. In order to win Rome, you, you must first up. win the mob. Mm. I like it. I like it. Oh, and uh, two things. Speaking of Taylor Heineke, for those uh, Minnesota Vikings that are upset, oh, get your own thing because they put the chains on them and the glasses and all that. Hey, dog. Chill out, man. Go ahead. Ain't nobody say nothing with you and Kirk doing it because y'all ain't the first dude. Y'all probably the first recorder. Go ahead, man. Chill out. Chill out because you can see how far y'all going to fall. It's cool though. It's cool. Don't be upset. And uh, Philadelphia coach, um, Nick Sirianni, him saying that he would take Mike Quick over. I knew Arthur. this was coming. I knew this was coming. <laughs> the blast. I, I get it. You a Philly guy. I get it. That's your team. I get it. Don't you ever disrespect James Arthur Monk like that again. Hall of Famer, part of the posse, all time leading receiver when he retired. Every record that Jerry Rice broke was his. I almost tagged you on that when I saw that. I was like, but I didn't want to be called an instigator and an agitator. So I decided to just let you find that naturally in the course of oh. your travels across the the, 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 the the Twitterverse. And the crazy part about it, I said it at the beginning of the season. I said with this complement of receivers that we have, with Samuel, McLaurin, now Jahan Dotson, I said, if Wentz can do what he's supposed to do, we got ourselves another. This we we gonna call him the baby posse, because they're not quite the posse, but we gonna call him the baby posse. Because I thought these guys were gonna have a thousand yards receiving a piece, but it that's didn't work them, out like that. Let's give them their own name, man. Like like that's the one thing. Like let's stop trying to do hogs 2.0. Let's get creative. Like everything in this world is like whatever the situation is in gate. So if we deflate footballs, it's deflate gate. Mm-hmm. If it's something else, it's that gate. Like, or now we with the Redskins, it was the hogs, then they had hogs 2.0. Don't forget about the dirt bags. You had the dirt bags too. Yeah, like like, like let's 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 give these guys their own identity so they well, can remember for who they are. That's crazy because the 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 defenses, every time we have a really, really good defense, they're called capital punishment. Right. If they're not called capital punishment, they're called uh the um the defense secretaries or right. something like that. It's always something DC-ish. So I agree. I think they it's it's time they start getting their own identity and kind of step out of the shadow of those great teams so they can be great too. Oh, I agree and, and then on the business side, because I know we don't have it in the rundown, real quick, the DC attorney general um, actually put another um, case in, and this one's actually got some – Footing because this is about the deposits that weren't given back to the DC residents. So this is that case. This case will is going to be something that has some teeth to it. And this is where where the other one was a little more frivolous. You he it was like he was reaching in on that one. This one's a little bit more steady and stern and just what it can do. So basically, all that's gonna happen is it's never gonna make it to court. Um Dan Snyder or the Washington Commander organization. We'll just pay whatever it is they owe, and then the, the the city will give them a fine, and it'll be done. The only question I have is the only thing I worry about is 
will all these litigious situations extend the time frame that Dan gets to keep the time the team for? Mm. I'm not gonna say anything negative because you know my grandma used to say if you ain't got nothing positive, say say, your I got you. So, all right, let's go on to final segment of the night is the Titans are visiting the Packers. Is it going to be a shootout? Um, it's a KG shootout special tonight, baby. Uh, the temperature right now, hold on, let me refresh this so I get it right. The temperature right now in Lambeau Field is 24 degrees. Precipitation is a 15%. Humidity is 82% with the wind coming at 10 miles per hour. Uh, It's cold. It's cold as a motherfucker out there. And I'm sure I, I ain't even got the windshield, but the windshield, shit. I know it's probably about in the teens. Um, the Packers are getting three at home after a pretty good showing on Sunday. They're getting three at home. Over under is 40 and a half. Uh that is I'm, from FanDuel, right? And this is sponsored, as all our lines are sponsored by FanDuel. Uh, and speaking of FanDuel. Um, sports betting is coming to DC in less than a week. Next Wednesday, Mer- I'm sorry, Maryland. It's so, coming so, to Maryland. So let's let's, start, let's 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 stop there. I'm gonna put a pin in this t- Titans Packers game. So if you're a resident of Maryland, you want to go there. I think it's called Action Network. Action Network has six sites that you can gamble on: um, MGM, uh, Caesars, FanDuel, DraftKings. They're giving away free money. So if you want to gamble, you find the link, go in, and you go into each one of these places and set, and set up your new account. Now, if you're a degenerate like me, you already got accounts in all these places and all these books. But if you're not, you got an opportunity to get you some money. I think they're giving, I think FanDuel's giving 100. I think DraftKings is giving 200. Um, I think Caesars is getting 100. Now, the kicker to all this, so, I, so you can cut through the bullshit, is you got to place a bet. You gotta if you win the bet, they might give you uh they may put a pause on how much of the money you can take back. And it's because they're giving you house money and you gotta earn more than the house money before you can take out the cash. They're not they're just not trying to let you have a free cash grab. So that's all that is. So I recommend you read all the um qualifications in terms of withdrawals, but enjoy the free money, put a big bet on something crazy, and and, and like yeah. And the thing is, you want to know what to bet on. If you want to do picks and parlays, you don't need to go nowhere but right here, right here. Because we we does the damn thing around these parts. And here's the here's the thing. I, I gotta I gotta get the the website from BJ again. But we giving out trophies for picks winners, which is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get that together. But here's I, my I thing. Want a belt. I don't want a trophy. I want a belt. <laughs> I want a champion I, belt. I thought about there's that. Place, there's a place that you can get customized belts. And if it's the same price as a trophy, I mean, because right now I'm in first place, but I don't want to say nothing about that. But if that comes down and like I accidentally win this, I would want a belt. Because I don't I, I got I got rings from all my fantasy leagues. So I want a belt. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. The 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 standings go. The Midnight Rider number one, as he just alluded to. Oh, 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 let me see if I can get this. Okay. We are the ones. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I need Sammy Zane. 
I, I'm not even gonna say why he's number one, but he's number one. <laughs> <and square. laughs> 86 wins, 63 losses on the season. The boss BJ's a game and a half behind 85 and 61. Big Jim, 84 and 62, and in third place. Myself, 79 and 56, because I missed the week because my picks Technical didn't difficulties, load. baby. Uh, the man of the hour, Delonte, is 71 and 53. And Lady C, who she got to get back on her picks game. She's 55 and 47 as of about right now. I think but Delonte would be higher if he if he, if he, 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 he missed week one. Week. Yeah, yeah, he missed week one. But we are doing the damn thing as usual and this is this is no 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 slight against anybody else we know what we're talking about when it comes down to it so you want to bet this the show you need to listen to on sunday we'll tell you who to bet with because uh i wish i would have bet on that washington philly game from monday night because i would have been rich dude i i i literally had so i'm coming up pennsylvania avenue and there's the right to go on to minnesota and there's like the kind of slight left to go up, was that twenty six or whatever, to go to um, Naylor Road and all that stuff. So I, I in my heart, my heart said make the right and go because in Minnesota Liquors they got the kiosk for um, Gambit DC the betting app. I had five bucks. I was gonna put my five bucks on a couple things and see what I could do for me. And then like last minute, I was like, Nah, I'm not gonna do it. And then, of course, we get to the end of the game, and I'm kicking myself because I should have just put something on it. I always go with my gut. So, yeah, but Titans Agreed. backers, I think. Agreed. So, yeah, I, I already I, – you know, seen the guns, Cactus Jack? Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> we, going, we going with that shooter. I think this is a 2017 ball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, to still align for Merrill Hodge, let's go with that. Merrill Hodge um, and Ron Jaworski, when they used to do the NFL matchup, they used to have this saying, they called it the factor back. Tonight's matchup comes down to whose factor back makes the biggest factor or the back, biggest impact. I think it's going to be Derrick Henry. I think I, I'm taking the Titans. The line is three and a half. Is that three and a half for the Packers since they're at home? Yes. All right. So then I'm taking the Packers plus three and a half or plus three, whatever it is, because the home team gets that naturally. Um, and this game is built perfectly for the Titans because the Titans are allergic to throwing the football because they have a terrible quarterback. So with that in, in mind, I think the problem that Green Bay is going to have is their backs are running into Jeremy Simmons, who's he's not Aaron Donald. He's not John Allen, but he ain't far from it. The kid, he, he got drafted, and the year he got drafted, he had tore up his knee, so he had to miss um, the first eight games of his rookie season. But the kid is a dog. I'm telling you, certified, certified. And the, the linebacking core for Tennessee is straight. So I think the problem that Green Bay will run into is if they can't move the ball through the air, they may not be able to move the ball tonight. And, and that's why I take the Tennessee Titans. And speaking of oh, Green Bay, under. I'm sorry, and the under pound and the under. under. Okay, speaking of the Tennessee Titans, and I'm sorry, speaking of the Packers not being able to move the ball, David Bakhtiari is questionable for this game. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is out on the uh, not making an impact. 
You said Dobbs not making an impact. No. On the defensive side, Shamal Jean Charles doubtful. Elling, uh, Elton Jenkins is questionable, and he's an offensive lineman. And uh, Devondre Campbell is out for the Titans, which which I just had. Where the hell did it go? Oh, here you go. For the Titans, uh, Bud Dupree is out. Their kicker is out. Randy Bullock yeah. is out. Man. Uh, Amani Hooker, Lonnie Johnson, and Ben Jones all out. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, Elijah Molden are questionable. He's in, Simmons is in the lineup. Trust me. And he has an ankle issue. He's a Mississippi Slim. State boy. He a dog. He, he hey. gonna be there. Hey, hey smooth. You 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 tape that thing up and you keep it moving. But hey, I'm gonna give you a good piece of advice. Anybody dealing with an ankle injury, don't think it's just a sprain. Don't think that you know. Yeah, I can just tape it up and keep moving. I did that. Come to find out, I actually broke my leg. It was a hairline fraction. Me keep playing on it, taping it up. It made the fracture worse. My foot swole up this big. So yeah. I dealt with that for quite some time. And I, I never want to see anybody go through that. So you got to take care of your body so your body takes care of you. So if you got to sit out, young fella, sit out. I think I saw him in the lineup, and I thought I saw, I thought I saw Elton Jenkins playing guard next to Bakhtiari in the um, Amazon lineups. Now, of course, I know that's not always true because they kind of get, you know, the, the, the cookie-cutter from the team before the game. So so it could have changed. And it might change, but that was just the 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 thing that they had posted earlier. So okay. We'll see how true that is. And I will take the I'm gonna take the Packers in this one. I think the Packers will take this one. Speaking of which, let me go ahead and put my pick in now before I forget. <clears throat> I'm gonna take the Packers know, in this one. Yeah, so no excuses. No one no excuses. And oh, I, will, I put my picks in this week. I will say the Packers will win this one. They will play a great game, and they'll show that they're, you know, they're Packers. And I'll say it since Lady C's not here. Aaron, Aaron freaking Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Final thoughts before we get up out of here. Um, I would love to see the Warriors have some kind of spotlight on them. That, so that way they have to deal with the same things that the Lakers and the Nets have to deal with it. Um, two, Haneke, I think the guy is just smart, man. The, the guy talks to everybody in the locker room. The guy n- kind of knows how to play the, pol- the political game in the locker room. And I think he'll always have a space, especially here. The only problem is I worry if his shadow is going to be too big for him to bring in the next person or the next guy that should really take over this team and take this team to the next step. Like, I worry about this city being too comfortable with his mediocrity that we don't allow the next star to shine. Um, what was our last topic? Titans and the Packers. Mm-hmm. I got to see if Christian Watson is real. You know what I'm saying? You know, he might be Lincoln Heights' own. You might know him from Joe the Policeman and the What's Going Down episode of That's My Mama. But I got to see if Christopher Watson or Christian Watson is real. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I would like to see the Wizards. You know, do something. I want to see the Wizards go on a nice little run, ten games straight, and just tough. That it, they opened it last year with ten straight. Yeah, so but that, that last year team was a it was a fraud, and we knew it. Like it's hot. Ten games is just 
we didn't know it was a fraud, but 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 because our eyes, I think I think the Wiz have, like, if the Wiz ever understand how much the city city loves basketball, like they will give you stuff like this because we attach to it and we 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 ready, like the city's ready to embrace them. I'm a Lakers fan by nature. I mean, because Magic, I did everything Magic did. Like if you saw me at seven or eight in a in a in a midget basketball game at Holy Family, yeah, I, I'm no looking, I'm pat pat, I'm doing everything Magic did. So I was Lakers to, to, from the beginning, but I love my city. You know, I rock this Caps hat all the time. I rock, you know, I, I appreciate my city. So I love to see the Wizards do well, and, and that's what I want. I want them to be something important. So 10 games, I think that's tough. Let's get five. Okay. Let's settle for five. We'll start out with five. We can get a five-game run. You know, maybe go five and one on our next six and then go with like another three and two after that and just start chopping wood because that's all it's about in the NBA season. And snowflakes are falling in Green Bay. Good. I'm getting ready to turn that game on. And uh, the Warriors, I think they'll they'll be fine, just like the Lakers, just like the Nets. Everybody will be fine. Brown Bills. Right. Browns Bills, of course, I'm gonna still be upset about that, but it was safety. Uh, yeah. Heineke, I'm not worried about him having a shadow and bringing in the next guy. I'm just worried about him getting through this season. I'm worried about the Texans. The hell with the offseason. The hell with anything else. One game at a time. Uh, Thursday night football. Hopefully, the snow picks up. We get a good classic game tonight that goes down in NFL lore. Uh, and finally, oh. I'm sorry. I just saw a Dane Oconquo tight in Tennessee Titans. I think the kid is from University of Maryland. Keep an eye on him. Okay. Because if Maryland had a quarterback when that kid was there, oh, my gosh. Well, uh, last but not least, uh, man, just a lot of going on in the city. Uh, please, man, please, please, please take care of one another. Hug your loved ones. Love everybody. Everybody love everybody. E-L-E. So that's the motto. But until next time. That's the Midnight Rider. Up, oh, wrong side. That's the Midnight Rider. I'm the big guy, KG. We don't do no overtime, and we didn't do no overtime tonight. We are out of here. Peace.